Be'yodav Chafei, two lines on the top of Chafei Amun Alf, Amur Rab, Barapuna Amur Rab. Rab Barapuna says the name of Rab, Hasoicha Amas Hamayim, Erev Yantav, Ulamacha Hishkim, Matzabadagim Mutarim. If someone closes up and stuffs up a small canal of water prior to Yantav, so no new fish would get into this canal on Yantav, the din is it's mutter to use these fish that are in the canal because they will hukhun the husband through your action but from before Yantav, and therefore there's no problem with Muksa. Now, do we try to explain, since this is an Amas Hamayim and it was a small Canal, therefore, there wasn't a problem with Tzeda either. But our Gemara's focus is not on the Tzeda aspect, but on the Muksa aspect. And the Gemara continues, Um Rav Chister, Rav Chister says, from the words of our Rebbe, Rav, we understand and we could learn. Now, Rav was the Rebbe of Rav Chister, it was also the Rebbe of Rav Huna, and Rav Rav Huna was the son of Rav Huna that said this memra from the name of Rav, and he was also the Rebbe of Rav Nachman that we'll see in a moment. But in any case, Rav Chister says that from Rav we learn, Chayashin, Kidna, Bepad, is in its that just like Rav Baravuna brought down from Rav, that if someone closed the Amos HaMayim, and therefore all the fish are in this area from before Yantiv, then the Mutter and Jews, and it's not a problem Muksa, it's considered like they were Muchan from before Yantiv. Also, the same didn't apply. If a Chaya, for example, a deer, makes its home in an orchard, and then it has a child, then that baby can't escape. So there's definitely no issue of Tzeda, as it's Eina Mechus Tzeda, and it's considered Mazuman and not Muksa, just like by the case of the Amos HaMayim. So Amr Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said back to Rav Chista, has fallen into an item which will cause a great machlekes because we'll see in a moment that he has a question on Rav Chista, but the Gemara continues with a second Lushan and a second version of what happened over here. So till now we saw that it was Rav Barapuna or Rav that said Adin Benigea Na'amasamayim and then Rav Chista that went and said Medivar Rabbein Numad. However, the other version is that Amr Rav Barapuna, Rav Barapuna himself said Medivar Rabbein Numad from the words of Rav we learned that Chaya Shekinu Bepadis in Etzuchazimon that there's a Chaya that made its home in an orchard and like we said before, he had a child and the baby can't escape so again it's not a problem with Tzedah it's just potentially a problem with Muksa but it's not a problem of Muksa because it's considered Mizuman already so Ram Nachman Nafal Bachavim Baravta over here Ram Nachman doesn't say Nafal Chavim Baravta but he says the son of Achava referring to Rav Baravuna and Ravuna of course was the Talmud of Rav and Rav was the son of the Talmud of Rav Ravuna now the Gemara continues to explain what Ram Nachman's question either was on Rav Chista or it was on Rav Baravuna and the Gemara says Hasam Lekavim Isa by the case of Chayish there was no Maisa being done. It would just happen to be the Mitzis that the Chaya actually was living in this orchard and happened to have a baby. And therefore, that was stuck in that area, but it wasn't something that you actually Mazmim be You didn't actually do a Maisa. But Hachakav a Maisa, in the case of Hasoicha Amasamayim, the person went and stuffed up the Amasamayim in order to make sure that only the Dagim remain in the Amasamayim before Yantim. And therefore, even though you didn't do an actual Maisa in the actual fish, but by stuffing up the canal, but through that Maisa, it was Mazmim the fish that were in the canal and therefore that was not considered muksa. but you can't go and compare that case to the case of Chayi Shekin and Bepardes and not only does Rav Nachman have a question on Rav Chisto or on Rav Bar based on the Svara but also based on a Brisa because you're telling me that if there's a Chayi that's Kin and Bepardes and makes its home in an orchard and has a child that that child is considered Mizuman but we have a Brisa that says that's not considered Mizuman because but Tanya Chayi Shekin and if you have a Chayi that goes and makes its home in a Pardes you still have to go and be mezamin the child. Another din which is not really relevant to us, but if someone has a tzipa drawer and wants to be mezamin, even if you're actually mezamin on Erev Yontiv, but you also have to tie up its wings in order to make a simon, in order that you don't get mixed up with its mother. And the reason is because the tzipa drawer and its mother were all very small, and therefore it was very shriach that they would get mixed up between the two. And there's an edus that was said over from the name 
Mishmayin of Talion. But you see clearly from here to Yufta that you see both to Rav Chista in the first Lashon and Rav Barfuna in the second Lashon and the second version that the din is that a Chaya Shekinah B'Pardis is Trich L'Zamen and it's not enough that the fact that he actually lived there and the baby can't get out. So at this point we're left with Rav Barfuna or Rav Chista that stated that Midur Rabbein Numa the Chaya Shekinah B'Pardis ain't a Trich L'Zamen. Then we have Rav Nachman that brought a Brisa that you don't need Zimun because we see a Brisa of Furashis that says that you need Zimun and now the Gemara says when we buy Zimun do you really need Zimun at all? But time you have a Brisa. Or Rav Shimon Blazer, Rav Shimon Blazer states, "Moida beishamim beisol, beishamim beisol, ar moida al shazminah b'teichakein and matzal teichakein shasurin." That even though we have a machlekes between beishamim beisol as to how you mazmin birds on erev yotiv, beishamim said you have to do ali day nenu, you have to pick them up, and beisol said even ba'amir ba'alma that's going to be good enough. Both beishamim and beisol agreed that if you actually have mazmin birds and you had them in a coop and matzal teichakein and then you find them in front of the cane on a ledge, that the din is asurin because we had over there. The Gemara explained that was talking about two different pairs of birds. One was in a coop that you actually were masmin, the other pair of birds you were never masmin, and now you find only one pair of birds, and it's on the ledge, and over there we're going to say that everyone agrees that it's also. And keep in mind that most of this price is not really going to be relevant to our sugar. and the price continues and says, when do we say that you need zimun by birds? That we only require zimun if we're talking about doves from a shavik from a coop, or we're talking about doves that live in a attic, and also these birds that used to live in the walls of the castle or palace. But by geese and by chickens and by yoni adrisos, which are all things that live in a bias and are domesticated, the also by chaya that made its house in an orchard, and you don't need zimun. Now the b'risa will continue a little further, but the main point of the b'risa is this point, that that if you had this guy that was living in a palace, it's mutter, and you don't have to do zimun. And we just had a b'risa before that said and this price should be actually raya to the din of Rav Baravuna as well as Rav Chista that said that from the din of Rav we can learn out that before the Gemara gets to the Teretz as to explain the difference between the Brisa before that said that you need Zimon and this Brisa that says you don't need Zimon the Brisa continues and says as follows the Tzipa Dra this small bird that we spoke about before it's called the Tzipa Dra which is undomesticated you have to tie it on its wings in order that you don't mix it up with its mother and only then it will be considered that's not muksa. Otherwise, even if you masmin from before yantiv, it would still be considered muksa. In addition, if you had birds that were tied up, they have a simon that these birds were set aside to use on yantiv, or or the birds that were lifted up from erev yantiv, and you know that you can recognize them on yantiv itself that these were the ones that you lifted up and set aside for yantiv. The birds who were bottom with and they were placed in houses or in bottom or shichnumers which are not mechubel kaka. So the is mutarin these birds would be mutter because they were Muslim and therefore they're not mukso. Or we learn this as soon. However, if they're placed on trees, then it will be also shemi yalavitlish, even though you set them inside and there's no problem with mukso, but there's another problem because if you're going to climb up the tree in order to get these birds, then you may break off a branch and be even ismalacha deraisa on Shabbos of Kaitsa. Then the price tells us it didn't, that's not relevant to Yatav, but it's relevant to during the weekday in saying that if you have birds which were tied up, or if you had birds that already were picked up by someone else and someone realizes that they were already picked up by that person they saw them do that so the Bryce teaches us that if someone else wants to come now and be kind of them you can't be kind of them they're not considered hefka anymore the person that tied them up or picked it up L'Shem Kenyan is kind of Bagba as Rashi says Shehefka Nikhtar Bagba and Tyson doesn't like Rashi Pshat he says and the Bach points out because by doing that new that's not actually a Maisa Hagba and therefore Tyson says that the reason why you're kind of over here is because Habata is kind of Hefka 
because you misasik it, that's not worse than actually looking at hafka, and we know habata hafka is kaina, and therefore over here also you'd be kaina based on the concept of habata. So now that we finished this long brisa, we're back to the original question. In the first brisa we brought it said chay shekinim patis tzrich lezamin nizimun, and then this brisa we said the chay shekinim patis mutarin ve'ain tzrich nizimun. So interestingly enough, Amr Rav Nachman here, Rav Nachman himself actually brings this tarot and he says loikasha haba hab ima that the brises are actually talking about two different things. If you're talking about the child, you're talking about the little Vlad, then that Vlad doesn't need Zimun because it can't go anywhere and therefore, of course, and the din is like the second Bryce states that you don't have to be masminit because like Rashi says, but the mother which is larger and therefore can run away and get away, so therefore you have to be masminit and you have to make sure you had your mind on it from before Yontiv. The Gemara now is that you're telling me that the mother, all you would have to be masminit before Yontiv, that would be enough. Say the Malyasabaya, since it could run away and it could get into Khun and Stockin, so Lukhir needs to be captured, and that would be a real Tseidah, and Lukhir, that would be Asan Yantiv. But we can't explain that the first price is talking about the mother. explains, really both prices are talking about the child, about the Vlad. And the difference between the first price and the second price is that the first price is a Gina that was Samachlair, and therefore the person knows about this baby in this area, and therefore he had a mind before Yantiv to take it, so it's considered Mazuman. However, Agina, that's not close to the city, so that person, even though he knows there might be an animal there, but Lamaisa, he never had Das, he's going to go and take it since it's not Samachlir, and therefore it's not considered Mazuman, and it's also to use on Yantiv. Now, Taisi just asked that Lachayra, if we have a tarot to explain the two Bryces, clearly we have a case that Chai Shakinabapadis is in its Zimun. So why do we say before that there was a Tiyufta on the words of Rabbi Puna or on Rav Chista that stated Medivra Benu Numa, the Chai Shakinabapadis, in its Zimun? Lachayra, it's not a Tiyufta because one of those Bryces actually said that you need Zimun because it was talking about Agina Shaina Smucha. So Tysus explains that Hagufa is the Tiyufta, Vyesh Lema, Amaira Hoyla Lafarish Tavarab, that the fact is that Amaira, like Rabbi Barapuna or Rav Chista, should have explained their words better, Bahoyal Vloy Pirish, therefore, by the fact that they were Mafarish, Maya Bay Mismucha, Bay Mshaina Smucha, it must be that when Rav Chista and Rabbi Barapuna said the din that Chai Shakin of Padis ain't a Tsuicha Zimun, they didn't differentiate and they held that it doesn't make a difference if Agina has Smuchalir or Gina Shaina Smuchalir, that the din would be the same and it wouldn't need Zimun, and that's why we had a tirfta from the Brisa. And one point that's still troublesome to me is that Lamaisa Rav Nachman wanted to give a terror, haba haba and Rav Nachman was actually the man the Umar that asked this question, asked this tirfta from the Brisa on Rav Barapuna or on Rav Chista, and Lachayra, if he wanted to say that this first Brisa is talking about the mother, so Lachayra, his tirfta didn't work out at all, and Sarah Pia. So we continue with our Mishnah, Behemus Sukhanis, if you have a behemoth that's in danger of dying, and you're worried that if it dies, you'll become an Abela, and you'll have a tremendous loss of money, and Rashi points out that you don't need this animal to eat because you already had your Suda. So Zakta Mishnah, you still can't do Shrita. Unless there is still time during the day on that day of Yatim to eat from this actual Basa, a Kazayas that was roasted. Now that is actually very easy to do because you take the animal and you roast it. And this is a major Heta because you're only going to have a Kazayas and it's also roasting it and not cooking it. And we know that in order to roast something, you don't have to go and be Malik you don't have to salt it, and therefore the process is much quicker. However, Rabbi Kiva, I remember Kiva actually gives you even a bigger cool, and he says, Even if there's enough time in the day to eat a kezayis of this basa that's going to be raw, you don't have to cook it up at all, and you're taking it from the makam of its tvicha, the place where it was shachat, and in that place you already removed the skin in that area, and therefore it's very easy to eat a piece of basa from that area, and you don't have to actually skin it, or cut it up and take it apart. The mission continues, If someone shechted the animal in the sada, I will maybe other 
they can't go and bring it on poles with two people because it's Afshim Milsa, it makes a loud noise and people will start talking about it and it's a zilzil of Yantiv. And the proper way to bring in this bus into the city is by bringing it in piece by piece, Aver, Aver. And we begin the Gemara, Omer, Rabbi says, that just like we find that there's a din to skin an animal and to chop up an animal by the din of an oil, even though it's all going to go on to his back, but I didn't look to and therefore we learn from the Torah, from Kachim, the same din applies to a butcher, that they should chop up animals and they should skin it. And from here, the Torah towards their a person shouldn't just jump in and eat basa without first skinning the animal and chopping it up into pieces. The Gemara now asks, my Kamashman, what's the Chiddush for Rabbi Ba'aba? Is Rabbi Ba'aba just telling you a derech is the proper way to do things, or is he actually telling us a halacha that's negay lemaisa, as Rashi points out, or is it an issa v'lemeima, the osa lechami mena, that's osa to actually eat from an animal, until you cut it up, because maybe in a hidden part of the animal, we'll find a simon trefa, and therefore will be osa to eat, because it's a trefa. And according to Rabbi Ba'aba, he's saying that when machzik ha'behema, that's considered suffolk trefa, even before you see any simon tafers. And if it's actually true that Rabbi Ba'aba is actually saying it that and he's telling you that there's a chazaka that maybe this is a trefa, so that would be against the din of Rav Huna. As the Gemara says, if you're going to tell me that's coming to be chaylik and going against the sheet of Rav Huna, the Rav Huna, because Rav Huna holds, that's considered asa, because like Rashi says, there's chazaka that's considered even menachai, or like Tzitzit points out, it's chazaka that's ena shchuta, unless you find out how the shchita happened and it was done as a kosher shchita. But Nishkata, once the shchita happened and you know it was a kosher shchita, then we look at it as a chazaka that's considered muto and it's considered not a trefa because tam behemis are not trefas. Until we find out that there's a chasar in the chazaka because potentially there was a trefa. So this din of Rami Ba'aba would be against the din of Rav Huna. Now what would be wrong with Rami Ba'aba? Agar Rav Huna, it's an Amir against an Amir. But we have a Mishnah of Furashis like Rav Huna and therefore we see that Allah actually follows Rav Huna because we learned in our Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva Imer, I feel the Kazai's Chai based to Yichasa, that a person could go and eat a Kazai's Chai right away from the Makam of the Shrita, my lab, be based to Yichasa Mamish, Mamish before Hafshid and Tuach, you could go and eat a Kazai's that's even raw, and you don't have to check it out if it's a trefa or not, because we say it's Bechasa's Heta, and you don't have to worry that maybe it's a trefa, and therefore we see like Rafuna, and not like Rami Ba'abo, and that Gemara says that's not a right from a Mishnah, it's possible to explain that Rami Ba'abo is actually going like the Mishnah as well. And when it says it just means from the place where food goes in order to break down the food and digest it, which is of course referring to the intestines as we explained. So therefore, our Mishnah could be going even if you Ba'aba and there's no raya to Rapuna from the Mishnah. But the Gemara says that Lamaisid is a raya from the Mishnah because Rabchia, because Rabchia learned in Brisa and explained our Mishnah, that's referring to the actual Makam of the Shechita. The Mishnah is a raya to Rapuna because the Mishnah is stating that you're allowed to eat it right away from the Makam of Shechita and you don't have to actually go and skin the animal and cut it up in order to go check if it's a trefer. So the Gemara says, Eli Rohim Ba'aba, Eina Chalami Rohim Ba'aba was not telling us that it's over here because everyone agrees to Rav Huna and the Mishnah is a right to Rav Huna. And once an animal had Shrita, then we say it's Becheskes Heta as we say that Roy Behemis are not trefers. So the Gemara says, so what is Rohim Ba'aba coming to teach us? Not a halacha, not an Issa, but Uruch Arak Abashbalan, he's teaching us the way of the world, he's teaching us proper Midas. Kedetani, as we learned in the Brisa, Lo'yachal Adam Shuma Batsam Roshoi, Elamay Alev, that a person should not eat garlic or an onion from its top, but you should eat it from the bottom. But if you didn't eat it that way, it's considered like your gluttonous. A person shouldn't drink 
his cup of wine in one shot, in one gulp, and if you do so, you're gluttonous. So just like we see in this b'risa, that there's similar halachas where Tanoim teach us how to act properly and eat properly and not appear to be a glutton, so therefore, Rayim Ba'aba is also teaching us a way that a person shouldn't go and jump into eating a basa before you actually skin it and you cut it up. You shouldn't eat directly from the animal. You should wait and have patience and not be a glutton. And just to point out that Rashi says on Chafeyom and Alf at the bottom that based on what Rav Huna just taught us that an animal after Shkita is Becheskes Heta therefore if you find after you shechted a hole in its lung or it's in its stomach it's possible to be told that this happened after Shkita and therefore it's Kasha or or you can say it happened before Shkita and therefore that animal will be Mato and the Gemara continues to turn around we learned if someone drinks his cup in one gulp, you consider the gagrin, you consider the glutton. Two gulps would be the normal way. Someone that drinks in three gulps and therefore he's going very slowly, that's someone that's a gasruach, he's someone that's haughty. Now we're talking about a sheer or revius here and therefore it's not that much wine. That this type of grass which demarks boundaries, that actually cuts off the feet of Rishayim. Rashi points out that this was a grass that its roots would go down into the ground and go very straight down. And therefore, since it didn't go side to side, so therefore it was a very easy way to be able to demark the boundaries of people's trumen. And that's the way that Yeshua actually demarked the Eretz Yisrael to all of Klai Yisrael. And therefore, that will cut off the Ragnar Rishayim, the Yom Adin Vul, that they go and steal from people and the Masagol, the Inlamedin and they don't learn properly from this grass. And the Tia in the Katsiva, the Dubai And people should also take a lesson from the young trees where the Torah says that there's a din of Orla, that even if you have good fruits on the, on the trees, in the first three years of the tree's lifetime, the din is that you can't eat it and you have to be patient and eat it later. So that's going to be something that cuts off the feet of the butchers that eat from animals, even though they didn't do Hefshev and they didn't actually skin the animal and they didn't chop it up and they eat directly from the animal. And also, are people that are Bionidas and they don't wait for their wives to go to mikvah and be matari themselves, they should be more patient and learn from the Nintias. Now, Tysus in the top, Tysus says that even though Rani Ba'aba just taught us that it was a Derek Herod's, but he didn't seem to say that it was Issa in eating prior to Hashem and Tuach. And Tysus explains, the body like Issa, the Mishin Nishra, he I met his Bechasa For sure, there's no Issa, and once you shechted it, so I met his Bechasa you don't have to worry about a trefer. Miu, and Nimsa's trefer, La Achasha Achal, if you do find there was a trefer after you ate already, who Nanish Kishagi, you consider a Shagig, Veloika Inisi, Nal Inis, Shaloi Hoyaloi Lamal Kokach, you shouldn't have rushed so quickly, and you shouldn't have been a Gagrin. And the Gemara continues, Termiso Mikta Raglay in the Sene Shal Israel, because of the Termiso, it will cause the feet of Klai Yisrael to be cut off. So the name Yisrael, of course, is a Lashen Sagina for Klai Yisrael. Now, what is Tormisor? Rashi explains, it's Minkin, it's a type of bean, Argo Kamin Adosh, and it's round, Ruach Kimar Katana, and it's wide like a small coin. Rumamoid, it's very bitter. Achi Shokadai says, until you soak it and you cook it seven times, Vinasa Masak Vitaib, then it becomes very sweet and very good. and then it's so good they can even eat it for dessert. So the Gemara explains, why is it going to be a Tainda on Klai Yisrael, Shinam, because that's impossible. You see, for Bnei Yisrael, last is Sarab Bnei Hashem. In Shaiftim, we say that Bnei Yisrael increased to do beard in the eyes of Hashem. They Avdus Ba'olim, and they did Averis that they deserved the Avodah of the Baal. Bessel Ashtoris, another Avodah Zav. Bessel Hey Aram, Bessel Hey Tzidim, Bessel Hey Moya, Bessel Hey Bnei Amin, Bessel Hey Plishtim. V'yazbus Hashem bleh Avdu that they left Hakadosh Baruch Hu and they didn't serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So we see here that they served seven different gods and they still didn't come back to Hashem. And that's even worse than the tumors because by Tumors it's Matriach the owner to go and cook it seven times but at least after it cooks it seven times then it causes
causes it to become sweet, and you can even, even eat it for dessert. However, Klayisol goes and does Avedizar, seven different Avedizars, and it causes HaKadosh Baruch to become angry seven times and bring the on them, and they still don't return to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara now points out, but the fact that it said that they left Hashem, any day shall have do, so we know that they didn't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu was upset and was giving Teichachan, and was giving Musa to Klayisol, that even like this Turmas, that you cook it seven times and then you can eat it as dessert, my children didn't even make me, even after they did Avedizar with seven different Avedizars, they didn't even include me at all, and they didn't even go and worship me as part of the Avedizar worship, they left me completely to the side. We learned from Rameh, so why was the Torah given to Klayisol? Because they're strong will, and Rash says, that they were given the Torah in order that they should work with it and toil in it, and the Torah will weaken them and it will cause them to get Anava. The Pasuk says, from the right hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Klayisol the Torah of fire. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that these people are ready to give to them the Torah of fire. And as Rashi explains, since they're hard and they're strong like fire, therefore they're ready for the Torah. And Ikad Amri, others explain this Pasuk is that Mimina Eish Daslami means that the same Shel Elu Eish, that the nature and the Teva, the DNA of these people is Eish. As Rashi explains, the way to learn this Pasuk is that Mimina Naslam Torah, that the Torah was given from right hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Eish Daslami, cause Klai Yisrael's Teva is of fire. And the Gemara continues to explain, Shel Malay Nitnatari so if not for the fact that Torah was given Klai Yisrael, they would be so strong that in Kol Umu Vlashen Yichayi there would be no nation that would be able to stand in front of them. Vahin Nam Rishlokish, Gimel Aznein, there are three things that were very strong, Yisrael by the Umais, Keller B'chayis, a dog by the Chayis, Tanagol, and a chicken by the birds. Some say, Af is also a goat, but Behemoth Daka, and the strongest of the Behemoth Dakas, some say, Af Sloppy Lunis, also some say, the Caper Bush by the Lunis, and Rashi says, I'm not sure what this is referring to, and Titus has his Prat, Ayin Shum. And the Gemara continues, Shachta Besada, Levian Bemite, that when he Shachta Behemoth on Yontav in the Sada, you now will bring it into the city on poles, and therefore two people will have to carry it, and there'll be Afsha, and Rashi's Afsha Milsa, and there'll be Zilzil Yontav. So Tanar Rabbanu, we learned a similar din, Benigay Zilzil Yontav, Enasum Yitzu Makli, that a blind person cannot go out with his stalk, stick, not a stick that he needs, but a stick that he's using to make it easier, that he's now used, that's considered Zilzil Yontav. Veloy Haroya Betamiloy, also a shepherd now go with his backpack, Ben Yitzu Bekise Echel Ishva Echel Isha, and also a person can't go be carried in a seat, it doesn't make a difference if you're a man or a woman, that's not proper, and it's a Zilzil Yontav. That there was an older person in my neighborhood, and he would go out with his chair, and he would be carried in the street. And they came and asked Rabbi Shubalevi if this is proper. And he said, that if the rabbi needs this person, then it will be muta. For example, if he's going to be smashed to give a shear. And the rabbi said, they were saying the words of Achi Shaki was a person, and he said, that I carried Rabbi on a chair, which was in the but he went from one city to another on Yontiv. also said that I carried Mashmuel from the morning until the evening and from the evening till the morning. Why did we say if we see that you're allowed to go out and be carried on this chair? On that, the Gemara says very simply, over there, like we said, that if the rabbin needs that person, then of course it would be Muta. By regular man and woman, they can't go on these chairs because that's the Zilzil of Yontiv. Rabbi Nachman said this person named Chomim Ba'ada who was a shliach that used to go to Yushlaim a lot. When you go there, it's 
please go around and go up the steps by Tzor and go visit Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi. Vizil Gabit Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi. Ba'yiminein, ask him the following Shalom. Kisei ma'atayim be'i. What do you hold about sitting on this type of chair being carried on Yontiv? By the time that Chaman Ba'adu, the Shlich Tzidon, got to Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi, that Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi already died. Kisolik, once he got to Eretzol, afterwards, Ashkel Rabbi Jacob, then he found Rabbi Jacob. Amalein, he asked him the Shiloh Rabbi Nachman. Kisei ma'asom be'i. What do you hold about going and sitting on this chair and carrying it through the streets on Yontiv? Amalei, so Rabbi Jacob said, Hachi Amar Ami, so sir Rabbi Ami, you could do it, but you shouldn't put it on your shoulders. And therefore, if you hold it in a way that you're not putting it on your shoulders, that would be mutter. But if you place it on your shoulders, which is more stable, that would be us to do on Yontiv. What does it mean that as long as he's not placing it on your shoulders, it means going and placing it on Now Rashi explains this exactly like we explained. That one person places his arms on the shoulders of his friends, and his friend places his arms on his shoulders, and then they place a seat on top of that, and the person sits there with a very stable way. This looks like and therefore it's easier for them to go and carry them to a much larger distance and much further distance and therefore it's not proper to do on Yantiv and it's a zilzal of Yantiv. But the Gemara now is, Aini, is this true? We know that Rav Nachman led his wife whose name was Yalta to go out on this contraption and to go on people's shoulders. So the Gemara says, Shani Yalta to be Isa. Yalta was different because she was scared and therefore she needed a more stable thing and Taisa points out that he allowed her to do that because she was a person that was Rabban Tzrichala and as Taisa points out that we know that she was the daughter of the Rosh HaGoyla and therefore when they went to the Shir on Shabbos that they would actually go on this type of a contraption when it was the Shabbos before Regal and they used to give a Shir because there was such a big crowd and they would stand up because they're covered and therefore they would worry that it would tip over and therefore they needed more stability and that's why they were allowed to do it some say because they didn't want to cause the Tzibur to stand too long for them because that would be a and therefore they caused themselves to go in a way that was much more stable and this way they could go quicker to get to the front and this way people will be able to sit down and we will stop over here.